This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. See where your favorite TV and movie stars live. Get your authentic guide to the homes of the stars. Beverly Hills, where everything has changed and yet nothing has changed from the way it was in the heyday of the movies. The faces are new, the lifestyles even more outrageous, but the world of the curious still beats a path to those fabled few square miles. The magical attraction still endures luring hopefuls from the cities and towns of the East, Midwest, and South to try their luck in Tinseltown. There, what do you think of that? Oh, I think it's wonderful, Mr. Bradley. Go on. Oh, that's all I have. But it's good. Yeah, I know. It's from the midwinter issue of the L.A. Times. Oh, I thought you wrote it yourself. Well, I think it's important to get the feel of the story you're going to write. That's why I want to rent an old house in the heart of the film colony. Well, you came to the right real estate office. Mr. Jackson has a lot of listings, and as soon as he gets back, I know he'll be... Oh, here he is now. Mr. Jackson! Uh, Patty, will you see if you can find me the appraisal on that broken-down old fire trap out in Doheny that's been boarded up for years? Uh, Mr. Jackson, this gentleman is... And tell the salesman I don't want to see our sign on that old dump. It's bad for our image. I'm going to try and get the city to abate the property, but... Oh, excuse me. I, I, I didn't see you there. Mr. Jackson, this is Mr. Bradley. He's looking for a house to rent. Well, glad to know you, Mr. Bradley. You you want to rent a house uh, here in Beverly Hills? Well, actually, what I had in mind was... A... You know, every now and then we get a nice rental from someone who's shooting in Europe or someplace. What would you have in mind? Well, something with a lot of character. You know, maybe an old mansion. An old mansion, huh? Yeah, something like in, in Sunset Boulevard. You know that movie? Yeah, yeah, I know the movie. Um... About how much did you want to pay uh, per month, Mr. Bradford? Oh, I could go up to 200 and it's Bradley. 200 Well, if I have to. You know, for something nice. Uh, Mr. Bradford. Uh, Bradley. 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 Mr. Bradley, let, let, let me explain something here. In the last year, when we've had anything to rent at all, the figure has never been under 2000 a month. Here's the appraisal on the Doheny property, Mr. Jackson. Thank you, Patty. And hey, let me have that. Here. Huh. You say you want a place with, with character, is that right? Right. You see, I'm an author. I mean, I'm going to be as soon as I write my book. It's going to be all about some of the great names of the Hollywood past, you know, like Ken Murray and Donald Novus and Patsy Kelly. You're sort of looking for a kind of relic of the old days, is that about it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Come with me, Mr. Bradley. Uh, Charlie. Mr. Charlie? No, no I want you to call me Charlie. Oh, okay, Charlie. I'm going to show you a true relic of the past glories of Beverly Hills. Where will you be, Mr. Jackson? Uh, we'll be out at the Doheny property, Patty. Oh, you mean the old broken down... Oh, uh, that's I... right, Patty. And uh, if you'll step out to my car, Charlie, I, I'm going to show you something you'll never forget. After you... Hey, say, I didn't mean to stare at you, Mr. Jackson, but did anyone ever tell you how much you look like...
just as a shark-infested lagoon is no place for a swimmer, the wilds of Beverly Hills are no place for an innocent. And Charlie Bradley is about to venture innocently into uncharted waters. But he will not be alone. No, indeed, as we shortly shall discover, Charlie will have considerable company tonight. In one minute, Crisis proudly presents Mr. Tom Smothers and several others in our play entitled Full House. And now, Tom Smothers in Full House. Well, Charlie, she's old and drafty and covered with an inch of dust, all 17 rooms of her, but but she's a treasure trove of a glamorous past. Ah, a treasure trove of a glamorous past. Hey, gee, that's great. Hey, do you mind if I use that in my book? Oh, Feel free, feel free. And don't worry about the dust and the drafts. It, it's perfect for what I need. Uh, I'll take it. Well, well, wait a minute. You, you've only seen the ground floor and the second floor. There's the attic and well, the basement. I'll, I'll check them out tomorrow. Well, okay. Well, well, let's go back to the office and sign the papers. Well, can you, can you bring them around tomorrow? I'd kind of like to just settle in for the night. You want to stay here tonight? Yeah, sure. But there's no heat. I'll have to get the water and lights turned on. Well, I guess there's still time enough to do that. I'll get right on it, Mr. Bradley. Uh, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. And, uh, and frankly, I wouldn't plug in too many appliances when you do move in. This wiring is pretty old. Well, I'm pretty handy with wiring. Besides, tonight I'll, all I'm going to do is just pick a bedroom and curl up with my notebook and start writing. Huh. A treasure trove of a glamorous past. Gee, that's really neat. Oh, rats. That's too dark to try and write any more tonight. Besides, oh, this old bed's too comfortable. I guess I'll just... I'll turn in for the night. Oh. What was that? Where are my shoes? Uh, here they are. Uh, someone else is in this house. Holy smoke. There, there I got them on. Hello? Uh, hello? It's, it's coming from downstairs. Oh, oh, boy, do I hate to go downstairs. Well, here goes nothing. Stand right where you are, my fine fellow. Huh? Now, if you will be so good as to turn around very slowly with your hands in the air. Ah, uh, yes, very good. Uh, uh, don't point that gun at me. I'm very much afraid I shall have to make use of it unless you do precisely as I tell you. W what are you doing in this house? Uh -huh. The very question I was about to ask you, sir. Well, I rented this house. A likely story. You cannot rent these premises. As you can see, this place is already occupied. Yeah, but I've got a receipt for the first month's rent. <laughs> How delightfully naive you are, sir, to think you can bluff me. Uh, wait a minute. Now, you just hold on a minute. I think I know who you are. And I know who you are, my fine fellow. A common thief hoping to snatch what is rightfully mine. But you shall not have it. The Maltese falcon is mine. The Maltese... Ah, the good doctor is growing impatient. Very well, sir. You will accompany me downstairs. Oh, I, I hate these cobwebs. Hey, if you live here, why don't you tidy up your basement? Ah, here we are at the laboratory. 
Come in, Sydney. I've been ringing and ringing. A thousand pardons, Doctor, but as you can see, a small complication has arisen. Now, hold on a minute. See, I rented this place so I could uh, write a book and... Sidney, you know how I feel about visitors at a critical time in my experiment. I had no choice, Doctor, but to bring him here or to mm, exterminate him. But the thought struck me that he might prove to be useful to you <laughs> down here. <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, you may be quite correct. Yes, why, I believe he'll do very nicely. Hey, say, say, you guys are going to be in big trouble when Mr. Jackson finds out you're, you're living in this house. Now, now, there's no cause for hostility, Mr. Bradley. Hey, hey how do you know my name? Ah, oh, Mr. Bradley, I know many things. Uh, just slip out of your shoes, if you please. My shoes? Why? Because uh, they may scratch the sides of the vat. The, the vat? Uh, doctor, if you have no objection, this part of the experiment is always most distressing to me. I have no stomach for it. I shall retire upstairs and keep watch for Peter. By all means, Sidney. I'm sure that I shall get along famously with our little friend here. What do you mean, little? Ah, you shall see, my fine fellow. You shall see. Uh -huh. Now, Mr. Bradley, it's just the two of us. What are you going to do? I'm going to give you the priceless opportunity to make your contribution to the causes of science. If you'll stand right here, I'm going to attach these electrodes to your body. Hey, hey, keep away from me. And then you're going to do a little skinny dipping in the back. That's what you think. I'm getting out of here. Come back, Mr. Bradley. You've forgotten your shoes. You'll catch your death out there. Boy, wait, I tell the police about those guys. I gotta find a phone. I sure hope there's someone home next door. How am I gonna explain all this? I thought those two guys were dead. And what's all this fuss over a Maltese falcon? Good evening and welcome to your batch of birds. Say the secret word and I slam the door right in your face. Hey, hey, listen, you're gonna think I'm crazy. You're absolutely correct, and that was the secret word. No, no, you gotta listen to me. I'm a man of few words. In fact, I can only think of one. Scram. Hey, wait, please. I, I need help. I'll say you need help. You forgot to put on your shoes. You don't understand. I just went to a, a place next door, and there's this mad scientist down in the basement and, and a big, fat Englishman with a gun. Well, wouldn't you know it? There goes the neighborhood. Can't you give me some help? Certainly. Take two aspirin and call a squad car. Well, well, couldn't you call me a squad car? All right, you're a squad car. Hey, look, will you be serious with me? How can I be serious with a guy who comes to my door barefoot at midnight and tells me he's got a squirrely scientist in his cellar? But but it's true. I happen to know that old mausoleum has been empty for 20 years. Even the termites won't stay there. All right, th then do me a favor and just call the police. Now, that's a reasonable request. Only a heartless cad would turn that down. Oh, no, no, come on. Hello? Hey, won't you... Please call the police. I've been trying to, but some idiot keeps knocking on my door. Okay, okay. There's got to be some way I can get help. Boy, are my feet cold. I know exactly what you mean. Huh? I often get cold feet just before I have to do something terrible. Do you have to do something terrible? No. No, I'm in a whole lot of trouble, and I need help. Hey, where did you come from? Bavaria, originally. No, I mean just now. I was just out for my midnight walk. I always walk at night. It soothes my nerves. 
Well, then you must know this neighborhood pretty well. Like the back of my hand. Then can you tell me where there's a phone I can use? Oh, certainly, sir. There's one just around the corner in the bar. Hey, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot. You may have saved my life. That's funny. I, I don't hear that very often. Have a pleasant night. Uh, uh, excuse me. Yeah? Is there a phone I could use? There might be. Here you go. Thanks. Uh, I, I really appreciate this. That's okay, kid. Who are you calling? Uh, the police. The police? Hey, what'd you do that for? I, I'm in trouble. Yeah, well, you may be, but I don't want trouble. Hey, who are you? Marlowe. Rick Marlowe. I own this joint. And I don't want the cops sniffing around here. But you don't understand. I need protection. Why don't you say so? What's the trouble? I don't know what's going on. I, I rented this whole house around the corner... I found that there's a big, fat Englishman and a mad scientist in it. Something about a vat in the basement and a Siamese Corvair. A Siamese Corvair? Or a falcon. I, I forget which. A Maltese falcon? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. Come on, soldier. I think you stumbled onto something big. Let's get out of here. I'm on the case. Okay, give. What are you doing in that old shut-up house? Well, I rented it from Mr. Jackson at the real estate office in Beverly Hills. I only wanted some place with character because I'm writing a book about Hollywood, the way it was. Yeah, yeah, you and everybody else. Go on. So I was almost asleep tonight when I heard this funny kind of gong. And I went out in the hall, and here was this big guy named Sidney, and he had a gun. And he made me go down to the basement. And that's where this mad doctor has a bunch of experiments and a big vat. I think I was going to be his next subject. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You said something about a Maltese falcon. What about that? I don't know. Except that Fat Sidney thought I was going to try to steal it from him. Uh-huh. So he's got the falcon himself, huh? Okay, let's go in. Um, I hate to tell you this. What? I haven't got the key. I left it upstairs in the bedroom. No problem, Charlie. That's my own personal skeleton key. Ah, Mr. Bradley, you've come back. How decent of you. And you brought company. I might have known it was you, Rick. I recognized your knock. You you two guys know each other? Sure, we've been through a lot together. Ain't that right, Sidney? <laughs> indeed, Rick, indeed we have. Now, do come in and let me shut the door. I was just about to pour myself a little nightcap. I have only a modest cellar, but I do hate to drink alone. Yeah, well, it's your cellar I want to talk to you about. You got something down there besides Muscatel. Uh -huh. How delightfully direct of you, sir. There. That's a signal from the mad professor in the basement. Do not move, Mr. Marlowe. As you can see, I have my pistol pointed at your heart. Yeah, and I have my pistol pointed at your heart. Uh, listen, I feel kind of like the odd man here. So, so why don't I just slip out and you can keep my shoes and we'll just... Don't you move a muscle, please, Mr. Bradley, because I, too, have a pistol. And it is pointed at your heart. <laughs> Uh-huh, the professor's getting impatient, Sidney. Quite so, quite so. We seem to have arrived at an impasse. That's right, Fat. So if you move, I plug you. And if you move, I plug you. And, and if Mr. Bradley moves, I, I plug him. Yeah, it's too bad. We seem to be one gun short. What we really need is someone to plug the creep here. Don't, don't you call me a creep, you, you creep. This is quite intolerable. 
I suggest we all put away our weapons and discuss this like a reasonable human beings. Okay, I'm willing. Put your gun down, Sidney. Peter, put your gun down. Why? Why me? Why does it always have to be me to put my gun down first? It, it isn't fair. Do as I say, Peter. Oh, all right. Dear. Excellent. <laughs> you plugged him, Sidney. He was a fool, a weakling. I have no respect for weaklings, only for the strong. Now, Rick, let us conduct our business. I am willing to pay handsomely for the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, I thought you had it. Ah, no, my friend. But it is somewhere in this house. Find it for me, and you will be rich beyond your wildest dreams of avarice. Excuse me, but, but there's only one place it can be. Down in the basement. Uh, how about that, Sidney? Are you suggesting that the good doctor is holding out on me? Come, let us confront him with that notion. That won't be necessary, Sidney. I'm tired of waiting down there in that damp cellar for you to bring up my next experimental subject. So I came upstairs and overheard everything. Mm, doctor, I, I implore you. As much as I detest violence. <coughs> my shot, Doc. Yes, a pity. But he was about to learn my secret. Marlowe. Marlow, put that gun down! No hard feelings, kid, but I already knew your secret. Which is that you've got the falcon hidden in the vat downstairs. Wrong, Marlow. Uh, Mr. Jackson! Just stand where you are, both of you. Patty, honey, go take Marlow's gun. Sure, Jackson. Oh, you're good, sweetheart. You're awful good. Well, will someone please explain? Mr. Jackson, you rented me a house that was already occupied. Shut up, Charlie. I get it now. Jackson was in on the whole deal. He furnished unsuspecting bodies to Sidney, and Sidney sold them to the doctor. And the doctor had figured out a shrinking process. And Charlie was going to be the next pigeon. Not pigeon, Marlowe. Falcon. Sidney and the doc were going to palm off a shrunken Charlie as the original Maltese Falcon. I was going to get part of the action. But then you muscled in. I didn't know, Rick. Honest, I didn't know. That's okay, kid. And I still don't know. What, what's going on in this place? Sorry, Rick. You're now too much. Jackson, no. Oh, no, Rick. Oh, don't die. Don't leave me. You're okay, sailor. You got what it takes. You'll survive. That, that's all that counts. No, no. Charlie, hand me that glass of wine Sidney poured. Gee, here, here Mr. Marlowe. Uh, thanks. Well, here's looking at you, kid. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Mr. Jackson, I'm I'm really disappointed in you. Well, that's the way it goes, Charlie. Oh, come on. You know, I'm going to report you to the National Real Estate Board. Goodbye, Charlie. 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 Charlie, come on, wake up. Uh, 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 oh, no. Uh, uh, please don't shoot, Mr. Jackson, please. Sh shoot, well, what are you talking about? We must have been dreaming. Oh, he looks so cute, curled up in that big old bed. Uh, Patty. Yeah, we, we let ourselves in because we got kind of worried about you all alone in this big old house. But but I guess you're okay. Huh? Sleeping like a log. Boy, no, I'm glad you woke me up. Man, was I... I was having the most horrible dream. It, it, it was terrible. Well, it, it was only a dream. Go, go back to sleep, Charlie, and uh, we'll be in touch. Good night, Mr. Bradley. Good night. Wow. What a dream. Oh, well, just a writer's vivid imagination, I guess. Well, I've got to go back to sleep. 
Gotta get some sleep. Huh? Oh, no, they, they must have forgotten something. Oh, well, oh, well, where's my shoes? My shoes? That's funny. I, I thought they were up here in the bedroom. Oh, well, I'll, I'll go downstairs barefoot and let them in. Stand right where you are, my fine fellow. Huh? Now, if you would be so good as to turn around very slowly with your hands in the air. No, not again. No, I've, I've already dreamed this. Ah, I am very much afraid I will have The names of our impersonators and a few scenes from next week's program after this. And when two lovers woo, they still say I love you. Tonight, Tom Smothers starred in Full House with Mark Shapiro, Terry McManus, Pat French, Tony Karloff, and Robert O. Smith. Script and direction by yours truly, Jim French. Sound created by Jeff Thompson. Engineering by Carney Barton. Production at Audio Recording Incorporated. And now we thank you for being with us for Crisis tonight and invite you to join us next week at this same time. Amen.